know what it is to work for service. I know all the challenges you're facing. But at these times, I ask of you to keep that chin up. Stay strong. And try to remind yourself, if everything goes well, at the end of the cruise, you might be getting a very generous tip. You're listening to Tonebenders, the sound designer's podcast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Tonebender's Sound Design Podcast, where we talk with the sonic artists behind our favorite films, series, and games. My name is Tim Muirhead and I will be your host for today. We are talking to Andreas Frank and Bent Holm, who are the supervising sound editors and re-recording mixers on the recent Palme d'Or winner at Cannes, Triangle of Sadness. Directed by Ruben Osland, the film is broken into three distinct parts, all with very specific sound challenges. Andreas, Bent, welcome to Tonebenders. It's great to meet you both. Uh, thank you thank so you. much. Awesome. Thank you. So I have a question about a specific moment in the film that we're going to start with. As I mentioned, the film is kind of broken into three different acts. So let's start with the first one. After a very comedic scene with models trying out for a part, we then have an argument in a restaurant. And following that, our main characters go out into the rain and run to a waiting taxi. And it's all shot from within the taxi. When we first are inside the taxi, we hear the front windshield wiper. And it's a very low thudding sound, almost like a heartbeat, actually. The characters get into the car and they're in an argument and that thudding heartbeat kind of adds tension to the moment. But then after they settle into the back seat, we lose the sound of the front windshield and start hearing the sound of the rear windshield wiper, which is not adding tension at all. It's a squeaker of a windshield wiper and it makes this very intense conversation kind of comedic with this squeaky windshield wiper interrupting them. Such a touchy subject, don't you think? I think it's unsexy to talk about money. I was wondering uh, how the idea to build that sound in came about, because I loved it. Yeah, I mean, th this is typical uh, Ruben style. He uh, he does a lot of editing, sound editing, in uh, when he cuts the movie. Uh, this is a good example of him. He has edited the scene, and uh, he doesn't feel that it's really there. So he he wants something that adds to their com conversation. From beginning, we uh, the front windshield we we see in the actual image, so they are there from the beginning, but the rear windshield aren't there when they are shooting the scene. So he comes up with this idea: Oh, I, I, I want to have a rear windshield that really disturbs them and comments their dialogue. So he finds the the most crappy uh, windshield sound you you can find on 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 YouTube or uh, internet or something, and he he puts that on in so it's uh, some really squeaky, in different tones. Yeah, it's really simple, but it's 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 there for the whole scene, and then they added on the VFX uh, an actual windscreen in the, in picture. It's a super effective uh, moment in the film just because. It's a way for sound to set up that this movie is not going to be a normal movie. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's rare that sound gets to make a very subtle impact like that. Well, maybe not rare, but it's it's fun when sound gets to make a subtle impact like that and kind of comment on the ride we're about to go on right at the beginning of the film. There's a lot of people who comment, particularly that scene, because uh, in the car, it's one shot in the car. So it's a robotic arm with the camera that goes back and forth to the to the actors. So me and Bent, we did uh, as well... It's raining a lot, of course, as we talked about. Uh, uh, it's raining and, and we just put one kind of rain on the man. And when the camera tilts to, to, to the woman, we change rain. So if you listen uh, carefully, Bent did a really good, nice, subtle change in the rain. He has a more... Yeah, Aggr- aggressive the, to, kind of. Yeah, yeah, he has an aggressive reign because he's frustrated and she's just uh, she 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 doesn't want to talk about what they're talking about. So he's just frustrated and he has a frustrated reign and she has a more beautiful woman model reign. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really funny scene that uh, and 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 it's a lot of rain and it's it's more like a spaceship. Uh, car audio it's not it's not uh you, you can't hear the engine uh, in a normal way as we maybe sh- should have been doing others other movies or other scenes but this is more like a, a spaceship craft you just hear some so it's a it's a it's a small scene but a, a very if, if you just penetrate the scene it's it's a lot of fun sound wise for sure so this film has a ton of voice treatments in it, be it PA, be it uh, through doors, be it off-screen dialogue. Who handled the dialogue mix on this show? Um, That's Andreas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, different dialogue. And I started very early with the, with the dialogue editing and the sound editing. And so I've, I think I've edited up to four hours of dialogue for this movie, and then one and a half hour just get gets cut away. So um, it, dialogue for this movie has been, yeah, it's been a, a big mountain of dialogue editing. Um, but for sure, I've, I've, I, I, after the, when we were done, I, I, I felt that oh, now I can edit dialogue in a better way. So what what were you using to uh, make the various treatments? Did you use any plugins or was it in the box? How'd you go about it? Uh, Ruben uh, likes to. Uh, I mean, if someone in this, yeah, in in the boat later on in the movie, it's uh, the captain is uh, a lot of times behind a door in the beginning, and uh, they he likes to record uh, to put up. Uh, microphones and even speakers to re- re-record stuff so you get uh, uh, a natural uh, echo and the reverberant and uh, get that natural behind the door feeling so uh, some of it is uh, kind of well done at the recording and then you don't have to do that much the recording on set or you did it in post? Yeah. In the recording on set. No, okay. they record on set and, and all these, uh, they they have a lot of fun with the PA system in the boat, uh, the captain and one more person. And uh, then uh, they they had, a, they, they played it, uh, a really shitty microphone into a speaker and placed the speaker 
outside in the corridor and the sound guy, he called me and said, is this okay, Andreas? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, He wants a speaker outside in the corridor. I just, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. It's going to be for sure it's it's going to be fine or or not but we <laughs> just do it <laughs> and is that what you ended up using or yeah 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 every time they they use this pa system and press the button we can hear the the speaker blended in to ah, all the microphones and that really gave uh, because you switch in that in that uh, part you switch between so many rooms you, you have to change all the time the the feeling of it and this this re-recording speaker were uh, yeah was really handy to to just blend in some natural room sound played back in in another room so um yeah, that was a genius thing to do, and that was uh, Ruben's uh, idea to do. So, uh, once again, thanks to the, to the director. <laughs> so, you mentioned the second act of the film uh, takes place on a boat, and uh, there is a massive storm outside the boat. But we never see the storm, really. We see kind of through windows every once in a while, but there's no, like, establishing shot like in every other film we've ever seen that would involve a big boat storm like this. So you have to create the terrifying uh, impacts and uh, the devastation the storm is wreaking inside the boat. A lot of that weight falls onto the sound team because picture-wise, it's just kind of the floors angling back and forth. Bent, maybe you want to talk about this. How did you go about building the exterior storm? And uh, the effects that it had on the boat. I love, there's a lot of dish rattling going on. Uh, that's one of my favorite yeah. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, both Andreas and me and my team worked on that scene. And uh, Andreas actually got like a library made uh, yeah. with all these shakes and rattles with, uh, you know, plates and dishes and, you know, everything. And Ruben also did some kind of thumps and stuff during editing yeah he 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 was on this uh, some some uh, some boat and did a test in a storm and just recorded how he wanted this how it should sound and uh, it's not this big it's not this big uh, crashing sound it's more like thumping and boom boom The one thing you want to do is like make it really big, like really dramatic, but uh, that's not Ruben's style. So we, we had one version before we came in, which was quite more, you know, more uh, LFE, bass, uh, more dramatic. But when he came in, we started pulling it down again and much more dynamic. And uh, yeah, and it's so fun to just, you know, throw bottles on the floor and make it, you know, thump into stuff and all these dishes and the, the food shaking. And uh... I was really scared by this uh, storm because, as you said, Tim, it, we didn't have any actual footage or how does it look, how much storm is it? We don't see anything. So I, I called Bent and I just, oh, how to do this? I don't know. I'm just, uh, what should we do? So uh, it was like that until, I mean, 
a long time into into the final mix we didn't know actually how to do it but uh, we had that, uh, a lot of sounds and we just you know made them work to de- together uh, somehow and then <laughs> and it's for it's a long scene how long is it is it like 20 minutes or something yeah at least yeah, yeah from start um, so it was kind of a lot of work and a lot of, lot of layers what did you think about it, Tim? I really enjoyed it. Uh, one of my favorite parts of that whole build-up is uh, you start hearing a baby gurgling and crying. At least at that point, I didn't remember seeing a baby. And it seemed almost almost out of place. And then like 10 minutes into the scene, for a very brief time, you suddenly see the baby. And you're like, oh, there's <laughs> yeah. that baby that's been making yeah, all that yeah, noise. The, but the baby really works because it's a very like it's a very formal dinner that they're all having. And uh, the baby's uh, almost doesn't fit in there and starts making uh, it, it juxtaposes the scene uh, really well. And then all of a sudden you do see that baby for a moment and it made me very happy. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's also a Ruben sound. He he just put that sound in and oh, I didn't see the baby either. But then, oh, there it is. But it's not <laughs> crying. It's crying a lot in the scene. <laughs> it's not it's never it never cries. So uh, and it's quite a, a bit too loud. But that's uh, also Ruben's style just do it a bit, little bit too loud and uh, that's fun Sir Madam While speaking about Act 2 on the boat that whole act has music almost all the way through, be it someone playing piano in the background, there's huge music during moments of uh, the storm. And then the last act that we haven't spoken about yet has almost no music. Ruben, he, he likes to pick his own music. He, he uh, don't use uh, composer. Uh, he, he wants to just choose the, the best he can think of and uh, he tries himself in the editing room and it's a lot of a self-playing piano in the in the boat uh, and uh, and he moved that uh, piece around so many times and I just got so annoyed by this piano I, I just hate it because he <laughs> He 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 edits that and just to, so it fits all the reactions and the dialogue and he just changed it and I have to move it all the time to 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 follow him and uh, but but it's um, yeah so it's a lot of self playing piano and uh, yes uh, a scene in a bar where they he decided to to have music on set during the whole dialogue yeah all the time this song was playing and this was uh, uh yeah super hard and uh yeah i hate that song too now because <laughs> i've heard it so much <laughs> it's funny that i was going to bring that up that scene in the bar because so many times in films uh, I'm, I'm actually going to co- maybe compliment the director's decision that annoyed you so much. But so many times when we have loud music in bars and films, we have people talking and they're just like, so how are you today? How and are it, you? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense because there's loud music. In that scene, they're actually yelling at each other. Uh, and now it makes sense because on set, there actually was loud music. What you just did here, it, it meant so much to me. So I, I can, I, I'm very rich. 
Yeah, they had to cope with that song for two days, and uh, you know uh, the 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 sound the sound recordist called me also that time. Oh, Andreas, he wants this song on 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 speakers all the time. What should I do? Just record. It's 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 not your responsibility. If he wants that, he you have to do it. How did you deal with that in post? Yeah, it was really tricky. You have to yeah use uh, this. Uh, what do you call it? Um, auto line poster. Yeah, auto line. Yeah, yeah. A lot of auto line and and. Uh, but uh, as soon as they move, you you hear the the it shifts. It it starts to fade. So you have to just turn the volume up and down. It was yeah, it was uh, madness. But uh, I I don't think you hear that so much in the end actually. What do you say, team? Did you hear I, that I, it was I on did, set? I did not strike me that there would have been music on set while watching the scene. So you did a okay. masterful job, and I can't <laughs> even imagine what a headache that would have been. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm thinking back, like, how many edits were there in that scene? Because every edit would have thrown the music all off. Can't even it, imagine it. Actually, he admitted, uh, I asked him, would you, would you do this again? Uh, I asked uh, uh, Ruben, the director. Uh, because we did the same thing in uh, in uh, the first time I worked with him in uh, a movie called Force Majeure. There was also a scene when he used music uh, on set, and that was really good. That that really got a, a nice feeling to it. But that was more like a one shot uh, thing. This was he had to edit it. So I uh, he he admitted that I won't do this again because it was so tricky for him to edit. Um, I yeah. can imagine that sounds like a very very difficult thing, but success because I didn't I didn't feel it at all while watching the film. In the third act, uh, another thing I want to talk about is there is a plot point of uh, an animal, an unseen animal at this point in in the woods. Uh, what the heck was that sound, and why it was the most bonkers sound? I, I until the animal was revealed, I had no idea what kind of animal it was supposed to be. How'd that come about? Sounds ridiculous. We we didn't do anything. It sounds like, but it, that was also the Rubens. Uh, he found some weird sound of uh, a deer or something. I think it is. Uh, you know, when they shout out in the middle of the night, and you think that's it's a small baby that it's gone uh, gone in pieces. Uh, but he uh, put that on, and then it's not actually that animal that is so it's a different species uh, that he put on and then you see the actual animal and then you have to have the correct sound of it i is it 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 makes sense if you see the movie for it um, but we we you know we we talked about it he he sent me all these kinds of scary animals because he when he was preparing the movie he just what animal should it be i don't know I uh, <laughs> so uh, he sent me these crazy YouTube clips of different animals screaming in the night. So, but th- that actually he used that on set as well. So he played the sound file, and then he has it on his uh, laptop, and he plays it uh, during the scene, and he can p- play and pause, so he can decide when this scary animal should uh, scream. And so the actors has, can react to something real instead of something made up. Yeah, so it's almost as he has a, his own sampler and just uh, press the keyboard and yeah. The final mix of this film, uh, what was the surround format for it? It's an atmos mix. 
It is an Atmos. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk about uh, the different challenges in the uh, in the rain? You must have been able to do some fun stuff in the car at the front and uh, in the jungle scenes on the island. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about how you tackled the Atmos mix? Yeah, I think the, 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 where we used the Atmos most was actually in the, in the first part of the film. Uh, and also some on the yacht, but we actually did the quite opposite in at, at the island. Because he wanted it to be like a really primitive uh, kind of place, we 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 did it like uh, really wild with all these animals and you know uh, uh, insects and bugs and everything. But uh, Ruben wanted it you more to be more uh, what should we call it, Andreas? More simple, more uh, uh, lo- yeah. lonely kind of. So uh, I think we actually got more from uh, from the Atmos thing uh, during the yacht, the captain's dinner. For me, the one of the most exciting things was that you you can get dialogue full range in Atmos. That was really something. Uh, this was my first uh, Atmos mix, so that was really exciting to to get there. And uh, then the second best thing was, I think, when we did the. We listened to the seven one and five one, the down mix renders. Yeah, the down mix mix renders. They were so uh, similar. I I really I I couldn't feel that much of difference. It was amazing. Uh, the so that was a really big surprise for me. Yeah, it, it makes it so good. The depth of uh, ambiences and music. In a way, it's not rocket science, but it's so much fun. I think. Well, uh, speaking of fun, uh, I feel like I would be uh, not doing my job if I talked to you about this film and the sound on it and didn't bring up that you might now be the world's uh, foremost uh, vomit sound purveyors because there's more <laughs> vomits in this film than maybe possibly any movie I've seen before. What, what's your go-to vomit sounds? Bench, you want to take that one? Yeah, uh, a lot of it is from set, I think. Uh, they place these uh, tubes in their mouths, and I think uh, Ruben sat and, you know, pushed a button, and then they just came out. Uh, and we added all kinds of, you know, where the, the vomit hits, the tables, the, the, the forks, the knives, you know, everything, but most of the vomit sounds, I think it's from set. That was one of the things that I was most nervous about, how to do this, all this vomiting. But uh, it, it turned out, as Ben said, that uh, it, it was really good sound on set with this machine they used, some kind of machine. So you really, and the actors did the, uh, I mean, the, Actual uh, yeah, the human yeah. sound of it. And then th- th- this uh, vomiting machine did, did the rest and then Ben uh, added on hits and, and stuff. So it wasn't rocket science, this. Some of the vomiting are uh, not that good if you listen very carefully but you don't listen to the vomiting you just see the the actor you get more of that than than the actual sound I think if you understand what I say for sure um, for sure uh, I have I had to do a fairly big vomiting scene once uh, earlier on in my career and I found it to be yeah. very difficult but it was animated so there was nothing on set that I could use so I was 
pouring cans of beans on the ground and it was very difficult to do but so you guys are lucky that you had that machine the machine didn't make any noise on its own did you have to clean out any compressor or no, anything? It was, no no in no sound at all so they they could do how much vomiting they wanted so <laughs> even though uh, even though the actor had the closed mouth they, they pressed the button and, and just bam just <laughs> came out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we were lucky that all these vocals you know, came from the set because that's the. It's yeah. no. It's not as Andreas say rocket science to to make different sounds of the actual uh, vomiting, but the vocals are just super dif- difficult, and um, you can hear if somebody is vomiting or if it's someone faking vomiting. So that kind of saved saved us, I think, for that scene. Didn't didn't you work uh, bent with the director who you had some vomiting a long time ago and and she wanted to do the vomiting herself and she actually Yeah, yeah. She actually did it. So I have uh, some recordings done on Nagra which <laughs> <laughs> and I used it for uh, a lot of films. Yeah. <laughs> next next time you need some vomiting. <laughs> call us, call You're us. my go-to vomit guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for talking to me about this film. Uh, I had a really fun time watching it. I went into it completely blind. I had no idea what the film was about. I hadn't seen a trailer. I hadn't seen anything. The film took me on a ride that I really enjoyed. And uh, as I said, with the storm, not you never actually see it. The sound took on a heavy workload there. And that windshield wiper right off the top made me lean in and go, oh, this is going to be a good ride. Uh, so uh, thank <laughs> you for all your hard work on the film. And uh, I look forward to what you guys work on next. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks. Thank you so much Thanks for Steve. having us. Thank you. Thank you. I want to send a big thanks out to a couple of people for helping make this episode happen. First, to Rod Thomas. He was fantastic to work with as a volunteer editor cutting this podcast episode. And he would love to work on your podcast too. Rod is currently a student at the University of Wales, Trinity St. David, and he's looking to work within audio post-production and sound design. You can find his contact details on this episode's page at tonebenderspodcast.com. Thanks so much, Rod. You were great. Finally, a big thanks to Katrina Amsler, who has generously donated her amazing Sonic Springs sound effects library to our volunteer editors. This is an absolutely killer sound design library. I picked up a copy myself and have already been using it a lot. If you don't have this library, make sure you check it out. There is a link on this episode's page as well. Thanks so much, Katrina. Stay tuned, we have some great episodes coming soon, including a focus on documentary sound, featuring talks with both the sound teams and the directors of some of the most amazing docs of the year. I cannot wait for you to hear these. Remember, a simple way you can help us out is to tell your friends in the sound community about what we are up to, either in person or via social media. We appreciate any help in spreading the word. Until next time, my name is Tim Muirhead, and this has been the Tonebender Sound Design Podcast. Tonebenders is produced by Timothy Muirhead, Renee Coronado, and Teresa Morrow. Theme music is by Mark Strait. Send your emails to info at tonebenderspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter via at the Tonebenders and join Tonebenders Podcast on Facebook. Support this podcast. You can use our links when you shop with Amazon or B&H or leave us a tip. Just go to tonebenderspodcast.com and click the support button. Thanks for listening. Are you looking for more audio-related podcasts to listen to? Tonebenders is part of the Audio Podcast Alliance, featuring a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. Be sure to hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.